0: Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, and Wendy Short-Hayes, Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities and CeCe Haynes for her generous financial support.
1: Two Bits.
2: Hi, are you Vito? Shh!
1: Keep your voice down. Discretion is the better part of Vela.
2: Uh, okay. Whatever that means...
1: Did you bring the juice?
2: Juice? No, no one told me to bring juice. I I, I brought an envelope with money in it, like you asked.
1: Ma'am, we don't say money, we say juice. There are ears everywhere, and we have to be careful what we say in case someone is listening.
2: But... There's no one here under this forgotten bridge except you and I. Yes,
1: but there may have been listening devices placed near us to eavesdrop. We can't be too careful these days. Your words are important. You don't want them to get you into jail.
2: Oh, I got it now. I got the juice. It's it, it's a apple. It's in this envelope. I, I mean... Glass.
1: Got it. Okay, Missy. I need to see the veterinarian's name and the address of his shop.
2: Um, it's in with the apple juice container. I hope it doesn't get soggy.
1: Now, how soon do you want the appointment for the cat?
2: Her name is Portia, and she needs an appointment now. Why now? Because she has the sneezes, and I'm worried that she might catch cat pneumonia.
1: How long has your little pussy been suffering from this ailment? For about a week now. My God, woman, have you done anything to try and help Yes, yes, of course I have. What kind of
2: mommy do you think I am? I changed the furnace filter, bought a humidifier for her room. I've been putting vitamin C in her food and have been giving her extra massages. And I changed her litter.
1: How long before the vet said he could see little Portia?
2: He said appointments were about a month out.
1: A month? A month? What the hell is this guy thinking? There should be emergency appointments available. What kind of vet does this to his feline and canine customers?
2: I know, right? So... What's the plan to get Portia
1: in earlier? I will break into his office tonight, right after our meeting. I will go down to his appointment book and change your appointment to tomorrow. Say, around 11.30, if that time works for you.
2: Uh, uh, Actually, I'm getting my nails done then. Could I possibly get an appointment early afternoon?
1: Yes, just give me a time and I'll put it into their book.
2: Well, um, let's shoot for 3 p.m. No, wait. I have to pick up my mother for grocery shopping. Let's go with 4:30. I can always drop mom off earlier. 4:30
1: it is.
2: Wait. Oh, let's do first thing in the morning. That will be the easiest. Then I can work around any other conflicts that might come up.
1: Are you sure you're starting to make my blood pressure rise from your indecisiveness?
2: I'm sorry, Mr touchy, but I have a very busy life. Oh, wait. They're not open tomorrow morning. I'll have to... It'll have to be Thursday.
1: Okay. First thing Thursday morning. When I finish tonight, I will text the word out to your phone. Out. Okay. Why out? I don't know, ma'am. Just the first word that came into my mind.
2: Why not in? I mean, it means we're in, like The deed is done.
1: Forget about it.
2: Forget about what? What's the word you're going to text me so I know it's safe to see my vet?
1: Forget about it. That's the word.
2: But that's three words.
1: Ma'am, if you don't leave now, I will drink the juice and the job will go undone. Get it? Got it. Forget about it.
3: Four Bits. The musical selection for this episode of Odd Bits and End Pieces is a composition by me, Joan Griffith, called Joan's Baião. It is performed here by Clea Galliano on recorder, Joan Griffith on guitar, and Tim O'Keefe on percussion. A Baião is a musical style and dance from the Northeast region of Brazil and is traditionally played by an ensemble consisting of accordion, bass, drum, and triangle. Six
0: Bits Game Show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces Game Show, the game show where I am the only one who knows who wins. Our contestants today are Wendy Short Hayes, Joan Griffith, and Anita Ruth. How's everybody today?
3: <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm look a at those sweaty. smiling faces, yeah, yeah.
0: soon to be so depressed. Okay, <laughs> our first question. Who has won the most Olympic medals of all time? Yes, Joan. Mark Spitz. That is incorrect, but a good answer. Uh, the most, yes, Anita. Uh, nope, the, uh-huh.
3: Phelps, Michael Phelps.
0: Michael Phelps is correct. Oh, he won impressive. twenty-eight. That's really good answer. The next highest medal winner was eighteen. Okay, question number two. What is the best-selling beer in the world? Bud Joan. Light. Bud Light is incorrect. Anita. Well, Miller Genuine Draft. Miller Genuine Draft is incorrect. Uh, Wendy? Michelob? No, I'm sorry. It's Stella Artois, Ooh. followed by Corona and then Heineken. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Very interesting question. a beer question. A lot of beer drinkers <laughs> are very disappointed with you, young women. <laughs> okay, our third question. This one was written especially for Wendy. What actress played Golda in the original broadcast Broadway production of Fiddler on the Roof? What actress played Golda in the original Broadway production of Fiddler on the Roof? Anybody.
3: Hint, hint. Hint. Hint, yeah. It was
0: 1967. Yes. Okay, no one's going to answer this? Hint, another hint. I'm not going to give you another hint. I'm sorry. The actress's name, as all of us should know, was Maria Karl Of course. Of course it was Maria. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Thank you, Tim. Okay, so we've got Anita with one point so far. Come on, let's catch Uh, up. uh -uh. Which planets are larger than Uranus? Jupiter. Yes. Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter is correct. Uh, is, there's another. One? There's one. There's one. Yes. Saturn. Saturn is correct. You got both, but you're only going to get one point. Very good, Joan. Yes. So both Jupiter and Saturn Impressive. are larger than Uranus. Okay. Uh, question number five. What is the most consumed fish in the United States? Yes, Wendy. Trout. Trout is not correct. (laughs) You're such a Midwest cat. Cod. Cod is not correct. Anita? Tuna. Tuna is correct. Oh, Oh, we got Anita with two points, Joan with one point, and Wendy, we (laughs) got to catch up here. Okay, this is kind of a fun, easy one. What film has grossed the most money of all time? Yes, Anita. Sound of Music. The Sound of Music is incorrect. Yes, Joan. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind is incorrect. Wendy. Godfather. Godfather is incorrect. The most ever, 2847000000 was Avatar. The second was Avengers Endgame. And the third was Titanic. Okay, we have two questions left. So you women that are behind Anita, let's pick it up. Okay. What NFL team has oh. the most members in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yes, Joan. The, the, um, uh, 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 She's almost got the answer in, almost, Nina. You're going to have to settle down.
3: The, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the, uh. Um, Three. The Chicago Bears. Yes.
0: Oh, you are that's correct. That's what I was going to say. great. Oh,
3: you gave her all that time. I
0: did. You know what? I love Joan, and I just want to give her all the time in the <laughs> world. Oh, fine. Now, the Bears have 35 members in the Hall of Fame. The Washington team, the Rams, and the Packers all have 32 in second place. So, at this point, we have Anita with two, Joan with two, and, Wendy, if you get this answer correct, I'm going to give two? you two points so everybody can- I knew about Saturn and
3: Jupiter. Yeah,
0: wow. she was. She knew the Uranus question. Okay, so our last question, what is the fastest animal on Earth? What is, yes, Joan.
3: The peregrine falcon.
0: How in the hell did you know that? I swear to and God. You told everybody her. knows that. No, not everybody. I didn't know it. You, you told her. I did no, not tell her. Uh, honest to God, I no. Go Do you know how animals? fast the when it's diving? How 200 fa- miles an hour. Did you see this? (laughs) It is 200. How fast is the cheetah? The cheetah is the fastest land, ma'am. 65. No, 70. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, we have a winner, Joan Griffith. Yay! Yay! Thank you for listening and playing the game show. (laughs) Eight bits.
2: Hey, surfer boy. (laughs) <laughs> Want to play the relationship game?
0: Can't we just enjoy our nice, expensive evening out without judging other people?
2: Come on, this one is too good to pass up.
0: <laughs> okay, Dr. Holmes, who's our target? The older couple next to us. Oh, good. Maybe they've already heard us talking about Hush. Uh, married
2: or not married?
0: Uh, she's about 65, dressed to impress. He's early 70s, short sandals, Hawaiian shirt, and on his cell phone, definitely married or the lousiest date she's ever had in her life.
2: (laughs) Definitely not married. They seem unsettled. Like maybe it's a special dinner, but they had an argument before they came in. Thus, the silence.
0: Probably an argument about what he was
2: wearing. She is so uncomfortable. (laughs) She's been looking around the room so much it's like she's waiting for someone or something to happen or for someone to see them.
0: She's waiting for him to get his nose out of his phone.
2: What were you just looking at on yours?
0: The Tide chart tomorrow. I want to start... Oh, shh.
2: They're ordering drinks. Hmm, she's having a Chardonnay, and he's having...
0: water? Didn't see
2: that coming, huh? No, a guy dressed like that. I expected him to get something neat or up, like scotch or bourbon. How's your bourbon?
0: Mm, It's good. It's nice to know a man can still surprise you.
2: Oh, honey, you surprise me every year with your thoughtlessness.
0: I could not be more doting on you if I tried. You dote when
2: you want something back. (laughs) Shh. They're ordering dinner. He's getting the mahi-mahi with fresh crab on top otherwise known as the gout special. And she's getting prime rib rare with mushrooms. Okay, she's a carnivore, and he's obviously
0: a beach bum. She's a rich woman from a previous marriage, and she picked him up years ago at a bar for a quickie, and since then they have met at the same time and place every year for another rendezvous.
2: (sighs) It always comes down to sex with you. It's
0: the ultimate driver in human relationships.
2: So, is that what you have in mind after I pay for this dinner? Amazing sex?
0: It's the same thing we've done year after year since we met.
2: I should never have picked up your surfing board self at the tiki bar all those years ago.
0: I don't know. It gives me something to look forward to every year. And you're great in the sack. (laughs) Riding you is like riding a wave.
2: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) To the rendezvousing old couple. To us. Your Hawaiian shirt really shows off your tan.
0: Wait till you see the other tan lines.
3: So welcome everyone, this is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. Uh, My guest today is the fabulous singer, actor, educator, (laughs) Wendy Short-Hayes. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks, Joan. It's great to be here. Well, And what are you going to sing for us today?
2: Well... I thought I would do Ladies Who Lunch from Company.
3: A Sondheim song.
2: Yes. Fabulous. Yes. I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Lounging in their caftans And planning a brunch On their own behalf Off to the gym Then to a fitting Claiming they're fat And looking grim Cause they've been sitting Choosing a hat. Does anyone still wear a hat? (laughs) I'll drink to that. Here's to the girls who stay smart. Aren't they a gas? Rushing to their classes in optical art. Wishing it would pass Another long, exhausting day Another thousand dollars A matinee, a pinter play Perhaps a piece of Mahler's I'll drink to that And one for Mahler Cheers to the girls who play wife. Aren't they too much? Keeping house but clutching a copy of life just to stay in touch. The ones who follow And here's to the girls who just watch Aren't they the best? When they get depressed It's a bottle of scotch Plus a little jest Another chance to disapprove Another brilliant singer Another reason Everybody tries. Look into their eyes, and you'll see what they know. Everybody dies. A toast to that invincible bunch. The dinosaurs surviving the crunch. Let's hear it for the ladies who.
3: Andy, that was just so beautiful. I love that song.
2: Oh, thank you. It's it's very expressive. I've always enjoyed it. And just, have you got to play that role? Yes, I just played the role this summer at uh, Lakeshore Players. So I was able to be Joanne for a while. It was very (laughs) fun. And,
3: you know, I always ask people like, uh, what about that song you know, sort of grabs you, why would you just, of all the songs in the world to sing this afternoon, um, is there a reason you'd want to sing that one?
2: Well, I think the character of Joanne is quite complicated and, uh, uh, on the surface she comes off one way, but I think she has a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of things she's dealing with and, um, I think it comes out in that song in a very particular way. And I, anything Sondheim for me is just, just the language, the, the music, anything Sondheim is like a gift from God to me. So. Yeah, so complex. Yeah, absolutely. Emotionally for yep. almost all
3: of them. Now I know that you're not only a fabulous singer and a wonderful actor, but you're an educator too. Um, where do you teach and what do you do?
2: Well, um, I'm the uh, director of performing arts at Visitation School, and I run a program uh, combined with St. Thomas Academy called Vista Productions. Mm-hmm. So um, although Visitation is a Montessori through 12 school, um, the Vista Productions portion of my job is uh, the high school level. So great. we run uh, run the program there. I say we because my husband is my technical director, so, you know. <laughs> well that's we're always that's working. Handy. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very great. Handy.
3: And during this COVID time, did you do shows?
2: Yes, kids? we did. Yes, we did. I'm very uh pleased to say we it was a lot of it was a white knuckle ride because we never quite knew what might happen as far as students put on, you know, quarantine or that sort of thing. We had to work some things on Zoom, but we actually we had to rehearse some things on Zoom, but we, we did uh three Main stage shows. Wow. Um, the first one was a film version of um, Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, mm-hmm. and the winter production, which is actually something the students created, called Full Circle. And then in the spring we did um, Sweetland, which oh. was really wonderful. I wanted to do something outside. We have some great property around the school, so S- so you did the production on outside. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. It was really fun. Yeah.
3: Um, so. When you're teaching theater to kids, um, is, is there something that's hardest to do or something that's easiest to do or how do you how do you how do you find a way to what do you want to communicate with them well, to, so they have the kind of experience that you'd like them to have?
2: Right. Um, I think I don't look at it as, as hardest or easiest. Mm-hmm. I try to find the most fulfilling experience. Oh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite things ages to direct. For students is that is when a student has to play the age of their parents oh. <laughs> yeah. when they have to they have to finally consider well what would it be like to be my parents' age and make choices and what drives those choices yeah. um, So I think you know that's that's just one of you know one of the areas I, I love to to get them to really think about what motivates people. Um, I think it, I think teaching students and young people, in particular, um, the craft of theater and creating a role, teaches empathy in a way that it's just really specific to the craft. The
3: craft. I yeah. love that. Well, empathy can be in short supply mm-hmm. these days, mm-hmm. for sure. And how do the parents feel when they see their kids? Uh, uh, portraying them
2: well I mean it's, I'm not saying they're playing them but mm-hmm. just the age of you know why, mm-hmm. what drives these choices it's so easy for a kid to say well they just yelled at me because of well, what, what motivated that mm-hmm. you know what, 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 went, what probably mot- motivated by love for you that maybe you were told you couldn't do something you wanted to do what does it mean to have those feelings think about that for a minute so it's, it's one of my favorite things oh, that's pretty awesome well, thanks co- for
3: coming down today, Wendy. It's, you sound wonderful as oh, always. Thank you. And uh, it's for those wonderful insights about, you know, teaching and empathy. It's you know something to remember all, for all of us all the time. Well, thank you.
2: I feel very blessed to be able to work in this
1: field. These are men with science on the brain. On things like how to make it rain. Everyone loves to learn with glee. He's constantly, fastidiously, authentically, enormously, helpfully, soulfully. He's our man of fact, scientifically.
4: Welcome back to another volume of Scientifically Speaking, where we do quick little dives into a variety of topics surrounding nature, space, and science. You won't find too many jokes here, as the following humor is derived from just how fun time and space around us can be. This week, we're taking a look at our closest celestial neighbors, the inner planets of our solar system. Reminder that to be planets, each of these bodies must orbit the sun, be massive enough to pull themselves into a rounded shape, and have gravitationally cleared their respective neighborhoods. There are a total of eight planets within our solar system, with four of them being called the inner planets. With their orbits lying between the sun and the main asteroid belt, these four planets share some distinct characteristics. They are relatively small, they have hard surfaces, and they are mostly composed of silicate rocks and metals. Also referred to as the terrestrial planets, their ranks are Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. Mercury is the smallest planet within the solar system, so small that both Jupiter's moon Ganymede and Saturn's moon Titan are physically larger. Mercury is a geologically barren world with little to no atmosphere. It has no known moons to speak of. At its furthest point, it still orbits within 70 million kilometers of the sun. During the day, the surface bakes at nearly 800 degrees Fahrenheit, and a Mercurian year lasts around 88 Earth days, while a Mercurian day lasts around 2 Mercurian years. Venus A bit smaller than Earth, but very close in size otherwise No known moons Venus's claim to fame is its atmosphere Its atmosphere is so thick that temperatures are constantly hotter than those on Mercury At nearly 870 degrees Fahrenheit If that didn't sway you from visiting On the surface, its atmospheric pressure is equivalent to being 3,000 feet underwater here on Earth The clouds of sulfuric acid make it one of the brightest objects in the sky for us Sometimes being visible during the day for being so nice to look at it is a terribly toxic destination next in line is home earth earth exists in the so-called goldilocks zone where it isn't too hot and it isn't too cold liquid water flows freely here and has allowed for our life to grow pretty neat stuff And the final terrestrial planet is Mars, nicknamed the Red Planet for the large amount of iron oxide present on its surface. It has two small, lumpy moons in Phobos and Deimos. Its thin atmosphere can whip up some pretty wicked dust storms that can get up to around 100 miles per hour. The largest volcano in the solar system, named Olympus Mons, can be found here. Mars is a fascinating destination for humanity, serving as our logical next step in colonizing new worlds, and it is the gateway for further exploring the depths of our solar backyard. That's all for this week, Scientifically Speaking. If you want to learn more or disagreed with anything posed here, I invite you to look it up.
1: He's on man of fact, scientifically.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. You
3: love my son. My only sunshine, you make me happy. You are my sunshine, my...